0: Tonight's message is the culmination of a, a series of sermons we've been calling The Questions of Christmas. And we, uh, For those who uh, haven't been with us over the last number of weeks, we've been taking some of the, the very obvious, uh, familiar parts of the Christmas story and just asking why uh, Jesus was born in a Bethlehem manger. Why Bethlehem? Why a manger? Jesus was born of a virgin. Why uh, born of a virgin? So, Tonight uh, we're asking the question, "Why Jesus?" So when you see this sermon title, it's not "Why Jesus," and maybe you feel that way. Um, those of you who are in the choir, you know, we've been—they've been rehearsing this Vivaldi piece, this Gloria, since September. You know, "Why Jesus?" You know, we were, we were so ready to perform and, and uh, bless us with that. So we'll get to do that. You know, uh, Pastor Dan is sick, and he was supposed to preach the eleven o'clock. "Why Jesus?" You know. He, And for whatever you face this week, you may have had like a why Jesus moment, but it's not a why Jesus, it's why Jesus, uh, asking the question why actually the name Jesus, Uh, because both Mary and Joseph are instructed by God's messenger to name the child Jesus, and they don't even get to name their own child, which is interesting, so why this name? Because names are important in some cultures. A name can almost be prophetic. The meaning of your name sort of sets the course of your life. Or if you're named after a family member, you have sort of a legacy of that family member that you're sort of living after. I think many Americans choose names that they think sound nice or spell nicely. But however you got your name, your name is an identifier. It's a part of your identity. It's important. Uh, my wife and I, we struggle with our names um, most People call me John Paul or JP. They don't know my last name. It's at my own wedding. And people asked my my wife, her name is Clancy, what will Clancy's new last name be when she marries John Paul? See, Paul is my last name. It's our last name. John Paul, my whole name. And that's not even, that's even a nickname. My name is actually Jonathan Paul, but nobody really calls me that. And then my poor wife, um, you know, because people can't fathom of a human being named Clancy Paul, they see her name written and take it upon themselves to correct it to Paul Clancy, which makes more sense to them, and we get a lot of mail at our house for Mr. Paul Clancy. Um, So when you ask me, hey, what should I call you? I don't know. I genuinely can't answer that question. I don't mind. I'll respond to however you want to uh, call me, uh, but names, in gen- because it's an identifier thing, it's important. and When we ask the question, why Jesus and why the name, the identity Jesus, specifically commanded for this baby, uh, we're going to see, if you know how to answer that, so my hope is when you leave here tonight, that if somebody asked you that question, you could answer, oh, the name Jesus, I know why. And if you know how to answer that, it's one of the most Important things that you can understand, and it could cha- if you understand it, it could change your life, and that's a big claim. I, I understand, so let's uh, let's take a look and see. So I want to give you three answers to this question: Why Jesus, or why the name Jesus? The first is this: the name Jesus identifies God. That it gives God a name, and God has a name and a face. And you hear that expression, "Oh, it's good to put a, a face with the name." You know, in, in the name Jesus, God gets both a name and a face, where before Jesus, God doesn't have a name or a face that's really comprehendable. Back in the Old Testament, it was a man named Moses, and he communicated with God, had a very uh, intense uh, relationship with God. And this man, Moses said, "What am I, God, what do I call you? What do I tell people your name is?" And God said. I am. He, he gave him sort of a representation of his being, gives the four Hebrew consonants, which is the verb to be. Basically, God said, you want to know my name? My name is I was, I am, I always will be. It's, it's less of a name and more of an expression of his divine nature. And uh, so that name, you know, I am, is Yahweh, or sometimes pronounced Jehovah, If you've heard that before, that that was sort of God's name. But the the Jewish people would never attempt to pronounce that name. It was much too big of an expression of God. They would never write it down. They would always put a a substitute word in. They put the word for Lord in place of this name that God gave. It was too profound of of an understanding. Too much reverence for it. But now, God has a name. It's Jesus. Jesus. And not only that, but God has a face. Because before Jesus, you couldn't look at God's face. Again, Moses, he was communicating with God. And and Moses says, God, show me your glory. You want to know what God said to Moses? Exodus 3.20. God said, you cannot see my face, for no one can see my face and live. That the glory of God is so great, and he is so perfect and holy, his presence would be so overwhelming, it would kill you. But now in Jesus, God has a name and a face that you can see, that, hidden, that was hidden in the past and now it's visible, that God is holdable, that God is squishy, a baby, that God is human and knowable. God is revealing himself to his world, Jesus. Many of you know that I do not like the Christmas song, Mary, Did You Know? It's my second least favorite Christmas song. But there's a line in that song that is excellent. It says, when you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God. That is true. This is God in human flesh. God has a name. It is Jesus. And God has a name and a face. That means he can be known and and known in a personal way. If you want to know who God is, look at Jesus. One of the early Christians, the Apostle Paul, he said this, Colossians 2.9. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. He said, all of who God is, right there in that human being, Jesus. Jesus himself said in the Gospel of John, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. You look at Jesus, this is God. You want to know what God's like? Look at Jesus. Why is that important? That's important because God is specific. God isn't just an idea God isn't just who you think he might be or what you think God is like. If you want to know what God is like, look at Jesus. If you want to know what God would say or what God would do, look at what Jesus said, listen to it, see what he did. That is God in action. You want to understand how, the, how to connect with God and the, the spiritual realities of our world. It's all there in Jesus. God isn't just who you want him to be. His name signifies that he's unique. Like when you meet someone for the second time and they remember your name and they address you by name and you think, wow, that, that person remembers me. You feel special because they remember your identity because you are a unique person. God is specific and unique, not just an idea, but has a name. And so you, we can know God personally, not just about God, but we can know God. So he has a name so, because he's specific. Secondly, why the name Jesus? So the first reason is because it, it identifies God. Secondly, the name Jesus declares his mission. And it's the meaning of the name Jesus. So the name Jesus, or it's just the name Joshua or Yeshua, it means God is salvation, literally. That's the mission of Jesus, that is God is salvation. So when Jesus was born, there was a lot of Joshua's. It was actually a fairly popular name at the time of Jesus. Uh, and he's just kind of another Joshua, but he is, in another sense, the ultimate Joshua, the ultimate God is salvation, because he came and he brought salvation to this world. And that is good news because you need a Savior. We all need a Savior, and Jesus came to save. Now, it's not just the bad people that need a Savior. Sometimes when we talk about salvation, you think, You know, someone who's really messed up, they need salvation. Somebody who's really evil or bad or somebody who's addicted, they need to be saved out of that. They need salvation, the bad people. But you know what? Good people, moral people, good-looking people at a 6 o'clock service in Andover, you also need a Savior. Because inevitably, if I were to survey this congregation here and ask how many of you have struggles that you're dealing with right now and troubles in your life my guess is that most all of you would have that. All of the things that we struggle with in this life are symptoms of a bigger problem, and that problem is sin, and that problem is for everyone. See, God made this world perfect. He made this world that we would experience Him perfectly, that we would experience life without struggle, and then sin infects that world. It infects every one of us, and we struggle. The way that the Scriptures describe this is that all of creation is groaning. It's all subject to frustration because of sin. We tend to think of sin as the bad things that we do, and it is certainly that. But it's more than that. It's, it's the bad things that we do, but it's the bad things that other people do, and it's the collective nature of a broken world. Sin doesn't just make you guilty. It just, it, sin also frustrates all of life, and we need to be saved from that. Jesus came to rescue us from a condition of sin and frustration and death and bring us into life and light in a whole new way, in a whole new kingdom. That's why he came. And we experience that salvation through the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 10, verse 42. Jesus' disciples described it like this. They said, everyone who believes in him, everyone who believes in Jesus, receives forgiveness of sins through his name. That that salvation becomes through his name, on his account. So if he wrote the check of salvation, it's signed in his name, it's his resources, it's what he accomplished, and it's what he accomplished on the cross. And if you've been here before, if you've heard me before, I've said this before, that it's Jesus died on that cross to save us from sin. And if you come back next week, we'll say it again. We say it every time we gather. And if we stop saying it, you can go away and never come back because this is all we have to say is that Christ has come and he has accomplished salvation for us and he accomplished it on the cross. I have we're not here to just to be inspiring or to be entertaining or to enjoy each other. We are here to proclaim Jesus Christ, his life, his death, his resurrection. The name Jesus, God is salvation. Not only does it show us that God has a name and a face, but it declares his mission. So a pastor once said it like this. He said, that precious little baby in the manger, the tiny feet were born that they would one day walk up a dusty hill called Calvary. The cute baby hands were nailed to a cross, the tender body wrapped in cloths, was meant to bleed and to die for you. And in his death, he pays the penalty of sin. He breaks the power of sin by his resurrection to new life. And, and it saves us. God is knowable. He is specific. And we need to remember that the saving that he brings is also specific. Acts chapter 4. Again, the disciples. they Is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. No other name. Or Jesus put it this way. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Salvation is specific in Jesus. Now, we may be a little embarrassed about that or uneasy about that. You know, shouldn't there be many paths that people find to, you know, be rescued from this broken world or from their sin? You know, why this specific in one path? And, and we may be uneasy with that, but Jesus said, I am the way. His followers said, there is no other name. And that's good news, though, because you don't have to come up with your own way. You don't have to decide if, is my path good enough or is my path Right. Jesus said, I am here. I am God. This is the path. This is the way. And therefore, if it's that specific, it's worth exploring. And if you struggle with this and you're, you have questions about you know, why Jesus and why so specific, I want to encourage you. We have an alpha course coming up. We just had one that just finished a couple weeks ago. There's another one starting in January. That is a great place to explore these questions. How can I know that Jesus is the way? What about these other paths? What, what about all, bring all your questions. It's a real no-pressure, low-pressure kind of environment. It's fun. Uh, we have meals together. Uh, but it's starting in January. There's information in the rotunda about the upcoming course. But it's worth exploring. Because the name Jesus, it gives God a name and a face. It declares his mission to save. And we all need to be saved from the condition of sin and death. And lastly... Why the name Jesus? Because the name Jesus proclaims power. This is what I mean by that. This is how the Bible describes it. This is Philippians chapter 2. Therefore, speaking of Jesus, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place, And gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. That because God is specific and he has a name and he accomplished something, because of who he is and what he has done, one day will come one way or another where every single person will acknowledge that it's true. And declare that Jesus indeed is Lord. And that's why I love Christmas. Because right now the world stops and acknowledges Jesus. All around the world. Everything's shutting down. Gathering together. Remembering Jesus. Now I know a lot of households will celebrate Christmas without much mention of Jesus. What he accomplished. What he did on the cross. But at least it's a glimpse of this. And then one day, in its fullness, it will be everyone will stop and know that it's true. In this beautiful power of Jesus and power of his name, he shares that power with us by faith. This is the words of Jesus. This is how he described it. From the Gospel of John 14. Jesus said, Very truly I tell you, Whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. What Jesus is saying is this. I'm going to the Father My Holy Spirit is coming to you and there's going to be power. And the good things, the good works that I do, you're going to do those same things in my power. The good works that Jesus did of loving. The the good work of serving others. Of healing others. Of seeing prayers to God answered. That we can see those things. And we see them. We, We see answered prayer. We see people healed miraculously by the power of God. Now, that does not mean that every desire of my heart gets granted. Again, it's about the name. He said, whatever you ask in my name, in accordance with his will, in accordance with his way. But as we seek his way and his will, prayer is powerful, and we see answers to prayer. And we see healing. And some of you tonight, you've come here, and you need healing. Or you people in your life need healing. And we seek God for that healing. And, and there are times we see it powerfully. And again, one day we'll see it in all of its fullness. But because Jesus died and because he rose again, we know that healing is possible in this world. And Jesus said, that power is with you. So you don't leave here wondering. You don't need to leave here weak. We leave here in the power of God. And in the name of Jesus, everywhere you go and everything you do, we can do in his name. Why the name Jesus? Because it means that God is specific. It means that God has a a name, Jesus, and a face that he came to save and that his name has power and that power he shares with you by his Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Father, as we celebrate, we declare as a people in this room that that Jesus is Lord, that he came to save and that we accept his salvation by faith, Lord, and fill us with your Holy Spirit, that we would go from this place, not just continuing to wander through this broken world of sin, but as lights, as agents of your kingdom, in the power and in the name of Jesus Christ to bring your love and to bring hope to other people and to just know you and to know your presence and your power, Lord. So may it be this year and, and this night and always. We pray in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen.